Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode, the penultimate episode of The Expanse, Season 6, Episode 5, Why We Fight, written by Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank, directed by Anya Adams. I gave this episode an 8.8 out of 10. I liked the character work in this episode. It did feel a little low on the momentum as far as a penultimate episode goes. If it wasn't the last season, I think I would be much more... I'm not sure. Um, much more lenient, I suppose, because it wasn't a bad episode at all. I don't think the Expanse can do a bad episode. But I found myself a little less engaged in a few parts. It felt a little repetitious in some parts. And we do have to address the Amos issue that I've had all season that continues to to hit its course or it's uh, hit its peak. What's another word for that? Uh, Climax. There we go in this episode and i didn't understand it i just I, I was very baffled and we'll get into that but overall thought it was a nice chessboard setting piece we did get a little bit of action but we are going to be gearing up for a pretty big battle in our final outing into the series and i do think it's the end of the series i think people have been twisting themselves into pretzels since the since the series debuted despite the tweets i mean unless they're just really april fools in all of us which i just don't understand why a franchise would hold off revealing uh you know people are getting into the rights and, <laughs> and what they can say i i think that it's okay for a series to end it's fine there doesn't need to be i'd be happily surprised if there's a continuation i will be happy to eat my own words but i don't believe that there's going to be any more expands it's done for the current moment you know they're not going to go they just finished the last of the books and they're writing uh several short stories they're busy guys they've given six to seven years to this project I think that if they ever wanted to, you know, down the line, they could always go back and complete it. But for right now, I think it's safe to say that they, they don't have any intention on keeping the story going. And even if they could, it, I mean, it's going to be a long shot because it's either going to happen right away or not for a very long time. And I think that people are, are panicking and it's it's fine don't be butthurt in the end setting yourself up for expectations that simply put um haven't been put out there i mean <laughs> it just says the end doesn't say the end dot 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 <laughs> coming soon <laughs> let's start with laconia kara wakes to her mom and dad yelling for her having fallen asleep after failing to get the dogs to appear seeing zan gone she hides the car and away from 
the search party this is very much from the book the little novella i hope the audience gets a sense of kara's guilt over zan's death as one of the precursors for her going to such extremes not just because he passed away but because she has a personal feeling of responsibility in that which related back to the conversation that uh, duarte was having with her following the purring she finds not one not two but three dogs surrounded by a very different looking zan let's talk about his differences in a moment first let's go back to the never ending <laughs> dog she seems to have no reaction every time more than one pops up like hold on you got cousins <laughs> this is you guys come in packs i do like the design of the the dogs now that i've seen it a lot more i've gotten over my initial feelings of what i thought they were going to look like much better than their interpretation of the machines turning on through miller so let's talk about zon the first thing of course he got some pretty weird looking proto eyes right now i know there's gonna be a lot of questions about what has happened to zon and you're just going to have to read the books they're not going to tell you they're they're not going to handhold you for this there was someone i was talking to that said well don't you feel this the exploration of this novella well first they were asking about the timeline now i'm not 100 percent sure but i'm pretty sure that this was strange dogs the novella was around the time that the the martian fleet broke away and i can go into a spoiler section to explain that but people of the book should know that the proto-molecule being on the planet precipitated a few things which is why you did hear in the show them saying hey if you heard anything or see anything weird that's happened in the last few weeks let us know so they're they're giving you a lot of the story but they're not hand holding you through it so i can i can understand the frustration however if this is just because that was their argument what if this is just an homage to people who know a little bit more about what happens in the third act and i said even so and then what <laughs> don't you think that people who have read the novel should be given some type of compensation to the uh, you know a sneak peek at the last three that they may never see again you don't think that that's owed to those people who first supported this show because this was a book before a show once again and I, I think that that is their right to do and i'm sorry if you as a tv viewer are upset by that but you know there's nothing that there's more than just one type of fan of this particular um piece of material and so you can't be butthurt because you don't get this part <laughs> because well it doesn't matter anyway it is in universe and it is in universe around the same time that other events are happening so that excuse i'm not buying either 
and i could be wrong there but i'm like about 97 percent sure i'm not <laughs> and thus it's not as if this because the novella came out and was released don't look at the release dates no don't be foolish read the novels stop doing half of the work and do all of it because people love doing arguments based on misguided information that they did a quick wikipedia on so they'd be looking real stupid when they talk with someone who actually read the novels like no you got yourself uh misinformed uh but yeah back to back to the show notice the robotic stiffness in his movements you might have caught it on the first watch but go back and rewatch it he says he mentions that he can see the world differently uh, or it appear, appears differently she's completely ignoring all of the weirdness and just hugs him like the dogs fixed you even his response was weird right oh i remember being scared i heard talking but i couldn't see anyone what does it mean to be in substrate a substrate is an underlying substance or layer the surface or material on or from which an organism lives grows or obtains its nourishment brachiopods attached to the substrate by a stalk is the example the substance on which an enzyme acts this feels very sciencey this is the part of the the novels i always gotta read like four or five times and then really want someone to break down for me but i'm sure for anyone that truly understands that i'm definitely looking forward to bald move this week for the the feedback section to break all that shit down you're probably going holy fuck it's a trick of the camera but it shows a glitching in his motions that's what you'll be looking for especially as he looks off in the distance and then in his hand and says i've never seen that before at the ring gate the mcrn fleet attack taking out the sentries but are defeated from within medina due to their crafting new defenses railguns attached to the actual ring station which was thought to be impossible but you know those crafty belters with a little help from some protomolecule experiment in metal and it's goodbye to captain carino all that a mile away on the pella marco is sulking over the loss of one station's affiliation still stuck on the petty game while rosenfeld continues to play nanny reminding him that his true self-serving motives being revealed is no big deal because you hold the keys to the future and that was always the play right that was always the goal is that marco really liked people believing in the facade the slight to his pride and image is too much but rosenfeld belittles drummer's victory 
and reminds him once again that he is the king i want to watch marco watch all the doors close in on him not continue to watch her prop him up as 10 people and one person thus their scenes always feel rather forced to me she gets news that they repel the attack on medina station with marco snarkily uh asking if she had doubt in the plan as if his win was inevitable (laughs) but he can't even take victory in that while she pretends to ignore the remark and call for a celebration lord knows they need to feel like they are having one because the belters have been on a losing streak at least the free navy right they have gotten defeat after defeat after defeat after defeat and this little victory is what the morale is uh he needs that for the morale even the uh even this though is a tonal beat in the story i feel like book readers are going to have a much more appreciative outlook on this season because it very much hits the the hits the notes but isn't particularly diving into the the meteor part that you would get in a much more um episodic season if you had 13 episodes there would be much more time fleshing out marco and his descent there would be more time with kamina turning and making her final decision on who she wants to be and then you know you'll have more time with the whole naomi aspect of it i know some of my complaints are is the time constraint so we're just kind of getting notes of it the melody but it is um it's definitely missing some parts of the symphony but it's still beautiful beautiful orchestra wow so many (laughs) attempted metaphors there Back to Marco, massaging his ego is a full-time job. The royal penis is clean, your highness. On the Zenobia, Christian and her cabinet listen to the last moments of Carino's fight and see the railguns made, as I stated earlier, of the special type of metal gifted by the Martians or the Laconians. They attacked, or they are attached to six focal points around the station to defend from attack every time gareth speaks shut the fuck up i will fucking laser you with alien fucking eyes and explode your fucking head he has absolutely nothing to contribute except suggestions of blowing up things and killing belters and abandoning series that is his continuous motto i'm not even sure why he is in the room Due to Marco's blunder with the Rossi, the UN fleet have time to intercept Marco and the rest of his free navy, which is opportunistic before they reach Medina, where the farms on the station could fortify the free navy indefinitely. Um, I also hate that they have this guy, like the black guy is a little bit more, I don't know his name, sorry. It's just the tall black guy and he has you know he's reasonable but then the other guy is just there to prop up christian as like look what i have to deal with this is the people (laughs) uh he's just that other 
It's, it's just, it's rather, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tropish. Everyone wants Christian to abandon Medina Station and throw everything they've got at the Free Navy, despite the odds not in their favor. She has a good line here. If we are to send people to their deaths, at least give them a fucking chance to win. Amen to that shit. Once they leave, Christian wonders to Bobby if, because Bobby also shut down the nuke idea, like, last time that happened, our whole entire solar system almost went down. Do you not read any reports? Why are you here? It's just, it's uh, absurdly tropish. That's the issue that I have. I don't care that there's someone in the room that's more aggressive, but they also add no, no value. So she wonders to Bobby if she's gone soft as there is no prize for the victim and maybe instead of trying to be good, she should have been ruthless, enjoying the assault she wonders if that would have made a difference asking bobby's opinion bobby can't get it she tries to stay neutral but does become frustrated with the self-serving pity party that christian is throwing herself telling her to keep her eyes on the enemy and wait for the next opportunity to uh, for them to slip up and be ready to fight back and not bring up the fact that you know the missile missed <laughs> christian says go do something else the Rossi gets two series and Clarissa is somehow Holden's new I mean she's attached like glue to his consternation as she remarks how the Rossi is being coated with a new material based on the protomolecule research which in her mind is some misguided or forming justification for her father's actions Holden's face. Run. He very much does not want to be her confessor, and yet she she be diarrhea like he's the priest, man. Diarrhea of the mouth of all the words and things that cross her mind. He said, What the hell is Amos still doing out there? Amos went onto the station and didn't tell anyone. And that's what I wrote in my notes. Oh, do we have words about Amos? Uh, if this is his hold of the stupid stick arc, then I'd rather he just snuck Clarissa on board in a suitcase and let that story unfold versus him seeming not to understand why he would back his family. Naomi receives data and communication from Dr. LV Okoye as we all uh, suspected as a protomolecule expert there's only ever been one protomolecule expert i know some people were saying jules pierre mao but he needed to be talked to he had doctors and shit they talked down to him or explained to him what they found but he was no expert himself that could actually correlate or decipher any data then uh, there was codazar which he is a protomolecule expert um <laughs> inside joke uh then there is dr lv okoye there's miller but he's not a, really a protomolecule expert he was a tool of the protomolecule that eventually broke free from tool status and there's no pro protomolecule there's none around he just can't 
Woohoo! He was beamed into his head. So as much as I would have loved to see Miller as well. <laughs> some things are meant to some stories are meant to end. I know a lot of people do that a lot on the the communication boards. Like, I miss Ashford and Miller. They're the best thing about this show. They served a purpose in this show. I'm glad you're attached to those arcs, but they also if that's the best part of the show for you i'm wondering a little bit about <laughs> what value you get from this show besides those very limited arcs fascinating as they were particularly millers that had a much more massaged out continuing but ashford was definitely uh a stepping stone to another character <laughs> called kamina drummer and even naomi nagata uh then i always get the other one where amos and bobby are the best things of this show once again uh bobby had a lot but these are not the driving forces <laughs> oh it's, uh, don't get me wrong i love these characters i know i'm always joking on the fandom like why are you always ragging people about how they like and who they like that, that yes i know i'm i'm teasing but i'm mostly this is fanboys and thus i always have to take it with a different type of interpret it with a different translation so before anyone talks about how the comms you can't get through the rings she was on europa if you looked at the screen so now she was not on illis so she wasn't through the ring gates to narrow it down of what she summed up and said massive amounts of energy surges when a certain threshold of ships transit the rings triggering the event that wakes up the angry red mist people causing ships to be quote-unquote eaten i wish they would say that in the show they don't but i'm gonna give it for you because it gives a more uh i think a more visceral <laughs> idea in your mind of what is actually happening to these ships i know that it's very hard to imagine uh, to see it in the show of what is actually happening to people but to read it in the book it's fucked up it's it's really really like you're awake and watching your body be fucking <laughs> it's insane this would have dire consequences for the future use of the rings which is something many are to be exploring once peacetime arrives because you know no one's gonna want to wait for earth <laughs> and the 20th i mean there's billions of people on the planet the planet is going to need a lot of time to recover the food shortage is going to need time to replenish so of course most people are going to say well we're already back at square one let's go out there and, and make a new life for ourselves make a new fortune become something and also don't re don't forget the people on mars were mainly unemployed and the people on earth were already very uh very much living on basic so despite the fact that it's a massive risk it's probably one people are going to take he thinks avasarala needs to see it as it is bigger than the war holden 
Naomi smiles, well, chuckles. He says, what's so funny? She says, nothing, just good news. Seeing drummer come in a series with much needed supplies. The belt saving the belt and humankind once again. Drummer is speaking with a man from the UNN who is giving her orders on how she will be handled at the station until Christian cuts him off. <laughs> Disconnects him from the line and agrees, of course. You know what? Come on in. Oh, we've already cleared a berth for you. Unload, roam freely aboard the station as long as you know there's no disruptions. Well, we're not staying. Really? I thought we could have a conversation. <laughs> as Christian tries to sweet talk her into joining her and person discuss their mutual enemy. And even why Kamina wants none of that despite their mutual respect of Fred and him of her. Back on the Pella, Philip hearing about the victory at Medina isn't as impressed. Nor is the irony of the liberated, aka stolen Earther Brandy from series not just more, <laughs> more of a knife hitting in the wound. Like, yeah, we're gonna toast with the 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 booty as he makes his way to his next repair shift. Except he learns from Pascal Tadeo not whatever i kept calling him last episode is in the brig and he probably walks away fuck this shit i quit i don't know why i laugh so loud <laughs> but i did um philip visits his new bff Tadeo. it's sad that he is so quickly attached to the first person that shows him affection and how protective even he gets kind of reminded me of how he was with his mother by something that i actually cherish he's very quick with those connections today i needed to know about moss thus broke radio silence and sent a message hoping to get word but it did open them to possibly compromising their position that's why he was thrown in the brig i was very curious on why the other guy was in there Seeing it eat him up inside, Philip decides to help him. Michio and Drummer watch as Joseph is told that the jail was too weak or bad genetics, but he won't be able to regrow his arm and will need a prosthetic, but first, he is going to go through considerable pain. Despite the rationing, the surgeon will attend to him right away to remove the arm because she's a celebrity too. Drummer ignores a call from Naomi, but once she is back on the Tynan, away from her family, she receives the message from Naomi, happy to see and speak with her in person, and awed at what she has accomplished. Drummer is clearly torn and does not respond. Christian on the Zenobia speaks with Monica about Praxis' selfless, uh, selfless sharing of what could help earth's food growing issue i get it all it takes is the one good person but they are laying it on super thick like molasses before christian receives holden she takes medication showing the trust between the women i thought that was a very nonchalant way she just explains oh i just need a booster shot 
Monica and Holden greet with him. <laughs> Never, ever, ever, ever agreeing to do an interview again. He shares with Christian his findings about the ring. She says, I think I need to up my dosage. Basically, I need to definitely live another 50 years to begin to navigate this mess that continues to fall into my lap. James actually suggested sharing the info with Marco so that they can prioritize this finding over the war. And I am with Christian 155%. Oh my dear boy, you are on a, or you are one of a kind. And you have to be the most naive person I have ever met. <laughs> and even those words don't explain that sentiment. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I was very happy she snapped him back into reality with the conflict that's unfolding currently at the ring station. This is not the kumbaya moment, James. This ain't Illis. Christian wants drummer to ally with her as they have lost more ships than they can afford. And the Belters need someone standing against Marco that they trust once again not sure why naomi isn't somehow brought forth in front of the camera but then i had another friend of mine point out a really good argument do you really want to be face to face with your abuser or even confronting like do you really want to bring and air all your dirty laundry for the entire belt to know especially when it's such a shameful type thing and that was a very 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 relevant point <laughs> um still doesn't explain why she wasn't doing any of the like i would have still tapped her for something like lucky earther but i'm really surprised that she was asking him about drummer like how well do you know drummer you know she know that drummer uh, work with his girl for a really long time and i'm really shocked that her name like how uh, do you think that you can get naomi to talk to her i expected those words to come out because there was just no way that jim was gonna go up to drummer and have this conversation <laughs> uh i was thinking about saying johnny's wellwella comment when she saw kamina but that doesn't click for me like their character is really off balance as fred worked with kamina and dawes worked with fred fred uh, dawes worked with ashford who also was in the joint union with the inners so once again savior humanity trusted james holden i don't and Naomi Nagala, especially why wouldn't they have some 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 say in this? I don't know. Considering she had to know Jim uh didn't have uh that weight. Already stated that. Uh it would have been nice for the name dropping just because it 
wouldn't have seemed as if she just went ahead and did their bidding which is very un-Naomi like like this was something I would feel James would need to convince Naomi to do before it happened and there might have been a scene I even put it in my notes there must have been a scene that was cut because I don't believe that Jim <laughs> did not give Christian like, or if they could have just shown Naomi watching the conversation like I'll watch from the camera or something to that effect or just have her in the room you know she was a part of that discussion that would have been I feel like much more effective but I get it COVID but there was three people just in the room so mm. but Christian recalls when she put a belt on hooks because she could she knows that's the reputation reputation she earned uh, the one that she earned is in an error but that's not the person she is now and that's the type of information that i feel james would use to convince naomi amos the only scene we really get from him this episode is just stumbling around in bum status now we knew why he went on this particular type of bender before and this feels out of character because nothing has warranted it this whole i don't know why i'm fighting if not for killing marco because i need to be told it's having my family's back was cringy and unworthy as stated previously and confirmed him knowing the circumstances of why holden did what he did i was fine with the whole disagreeing about taking the decision away next time sure but i don't comprehend the whole but i don't get it it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me if we're not gonna kill him then why should the son of the woman that is like a sister to you be on the screen <laughs> he he gets the concept of family he's not that stupid he's not that thick and i felt like they dumbed him down from all the development he had the last five seasons just to give him something that was in some ways i think supposed to read as him having his stupid moment except it went wrong because most of the audience sided with him anyway <laughs> it just was sloppy I, I thought it was really really sloppy uh him not understanding why naomi would be upset with the attempted killer of her family on board just because she gave a look like i didn't tell her to leave she left of her own volition or his lack of checking in on her emotions at all about it or anything else all season long is a rather not amos like even if he doesn't fully understand he has a certain self-awareness of emotion and you are talking about something that's familiar to him which is a form of abuse rather it's emotional or physical he's aware of both i i felt in the books as i said the last episode he very much understood why the decision was made he was just more like yeah we can't have that next time so you know let me handle it because <laughs> then we might have a problem 
but this whole you know and i thought the show was giving him the benefit of the doubt of saying you know i didn't see the kid on there no he's aware fully aware he should not need to talk um they really did drop the family connection i was listening to another podcast they were talking about that like the the rossi family in the book are so close they're so close and i know drama makes for good tv it really does but i do miss the way in which they it was there's too many traumatic events between them and as i um i keep saying that statement in the first few seasons it made sense i think after season four though they were so jailed after that that there was never even in the books there was never really open a lot more conflict between them because they went through so many traumatic experiences you know they were they kept each other sane together and they went through a lot of ptsd together um i think there's one scene that i I love where shit hits the fan and they're just all in a room together pretty much on top of each other and they they have their own rooms and they still choose to be in the same room together and you have a scene like this where he's saying you know i'm not even sure if i'm going back to the rossi and you have bobby going you serious (laughs) where would where did that come from that felt so out of the blue they've been through fire and blood no fucking way is amos saying out loud i think i'm gonna leave i was wrong i didn't think the whole missile would make its way back to bobby but he snitches the whole affair and while there may be a scene she punches holden in the face in the future she instinctively understood the minute he said naomi's kid was on the screen to be fair in this part of the story why i wasn't keen on bobby knowing is because she wasn't crew yet but in the show i suppose um well you do have that with amos all the time where he goes i'm just gonna snitch even if it's not like technically that's that's shitty even if it is bobby (laughs) she is not crew she basically reiterates what i was saying people are people family is family and it's about who has your back and we know what his last stand would be if he had to pick so why is this happening i did love the line war is no place for good men she says good or bad it's the same place for everyone she fought for different reasons but all that matters is who's covering your flank he heads to a brothel and invites her with rather to ride his bull or another one <laughs> oh it's up to her joseph's surgery why well, i mean second words goes well but he sheds tears as he remarks that he is of no use to her in the fight anymore and apologizes Kamina just stares oh that's awkward this was another weird scene for me because while i saw her hands on his legs she just looked down in a way she didn't say that's not true <laughs> oh, it's michio who has to step in michio also plans to stay on series with joseph as kamina must finish the fight with marco saying they are of no use to her now 
she also says that she will live under the inner joke and she will help joseph accept that as well she tells her or kamina does ultimately reveal to her that she loved them not because they were fighters but because they were builders and she wanted to build something together joseph needed to hear those words and that shit felt final back on the pella rosenfeld finds marco drinking bored and inwardly seething she asks about his father who he never knew and shows him footage of philip's speech to show he is good at being a parent oh the irony as philip is leaning on his other parental influence finding information on moss for Tadeo, and comes to tell him in his cell that moss is dead blown up on the docks Tadeo says it's his fault but philip tries to blame the inners it was their soldiers there but Tadeo admits that he was part of the crew that rigged the explosions for the water tanks effectively killing his own kin the man that helped raise him the man he admired so much as a gut punch causing philip to join him in his cell and hold his friend and support him as he cries it's the full weight and horror of the consequences of how they are used for his father or a parent i thought the line was really good i thought i was just killing inners we were told no belters were to get hurt and yet that is all that seems to be happening drummer waits in line to board her ship passing you in in security checkpoints an officer tells her she is pre-cleared but another belter tells her well she declines saying i will wait my turn and that's what another belter tells her she has more important things to do then show her pride her belter pride with her people <sighs> then sandrani spoke they are not acting like any acolyte of dolls and i think they made that shit up like diego about being miller's closest friend kamina returns to find nagata waiting for her with a smile and a, it's a good to see you you must be so busy yeah busy my apologies oh no need she then waits to be invited onto the tynan i feel that's important for belters as owning your own ship is uh, a very important milestone which is why her gift to philip was a grand gesture now let's address the elephant in the room can i please bite a chunk out of that ass damn nigga what you doing out here with all this ass double cheeked up on a thursday afternoon hella ass the sun is still out my nigga the rotating camera was a nice uh touch as she takes in drummers home and is eager to meet her family kamina tells her about what happened to her family and naomi wonders if she blames her for all that kamina claims she doesn't but that she lost more than others naomi won't allow them to compare the losses as one pain is no greater than the others kamina didn't want to burden her with her loss saying the same 
uh, excusing it in the same way that Naomi does when she doesn't want to burn in gym. They stop pretending as if things don't affect you. And she doesn't care to hear Naomi's apologies. Quickly, she realizes that she came here for more than just an apology. And Naomi tells her about the offer to join Christian. Kamina promptly clears the deck so that they can talk plainly. She argues against it, knowing she will either be seen as just another inner puppet or killed due to the bounty. She feels stuck between a rock and a hard place and doesn't understand how Naomi can be a lapdog for the inners, choosing them over her own kind, living with them again and again. Naomi claps back. She picked her own side and doesn't stand for what Marco is doing and that this time is in fact different. Having a collar around her neck with the inners, having the leash, Kamina surmises that this universe has no place for her. And Naomi says, I tried to find another way. There isn't. Then we have to make one. Tell me how. Tell me and we will help. I don't know how. Then all we can do now is stand by the people that we love. What else is there? Never mind. Drummer said, fuck you, you self-righteous shit. And I will I have been waiting for this reunion for a very long time and Kamina breaking down saying, fuck you. With Naomi holding her understanding it all did not disappoint. We end the episode with the Queens meeting for a tete. Hello from the little shop of horrors. Ski mask like the phantom of the opera. Go cold like the land of Chicago. Child soldiers spray in a chopper. But you don't give a fuck, that's them though. Till a peasant put a pistol in your window. Hey, you ain't really need that chain. You ain't really need that rain. You ain't really need them things. Snow in the bluff showed up with the slums in the city blown up. Now the white folks showed up. Everything about sold up. Can we just harp once again on the Queen's aspect of it all? The women exchange barbs about the trust of inners and the acknowledge or the distrust of inners and the acknowledged tragedy due to such past differences. But Christian promises to settle the debt owed once they have vanquished their mutual enemy. As one thing Christian isn't known for is being a liar. The two women shake and the board is set for the final showdown. So the fifth episode in the bonus material, which you only can access apparently if you have or only on your tablet or phone, but not on your TV. I didn't know this. I always watch uh, things on my phone, so <laughs> didn't realize people were having issues finding it. 
but i really like this one the bonus feature i think this is my favorite win or lose is going to be my second uh Ankwala will probably be my third Zenobia is my fourth and Nightwatch is definitely the one I really didn't like I barely even talked about that one last week uh Remember the Cant directed by Lewin Webb which is also directed all of them and then Juliana Damewood and Glinton Richards wrote this particular one win or lose west chatham had a writing credit with glinton richards and glinton richards wrote the last one but this one this scene really worked for me because you have holden uh just looking at something you don't know what he's looking at monica comes up to him and says what would that guy think and he says keep your head down and then they share a hug and then he walks away and it's the face of holden when they put up the posters of remember they can't how everything first popped off and then we get a flashback to the captain of the canterbury and he is in a series bar he's not making friends with the inner or with the belters however he has the canterbury and he's looking for someone with some experience to help him and he sees jim very easily drinking and sharing comadre with the belters he goes up to him and says i need help with these people which doesn't go over very well <laughs> at all uh and first he tries to appeal to him as you know you got some military experience i can tell yada yada don't want that do you want a free room and board with little responsibility well sign me the fuck up and that is how we get james holden without a beard fresh puppy to the man that he is now about to be in the most important battle of his entire life pretty damn awesome to see that particular trajectory i gotta think we're gonna end with a naomi one uh i hope that one gives us something that would be missing from the first six episodes and it's not wasted on just the scene of her and clarissa i bet it will be <laughs> i say wasted because i just want another moment of either i would rather see a scene with her and christian or a scene with her and amos and i think a scene with her and amos is very much maybe we'll get one with all three i don't know but i feel like that's something we've been missing for quite a while now maybe there'll be a moment in the last episode i think it's gonna be like an hour or so long so they're at least extending it out for us i think i have rambled on enough about my enjoyment of this episode my thoughts and feelings but we are not done no we are not we have feedback let's jump into the mailbag Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for The Expanse, the penultimate episode, the second to last of this series. I'm really, really sad to see that it's almost coming to an end. 
I'm to the point where it's like, you know, I know next week is it. And as this one came to an end, I was thinking to myself, why six episodes? It felt like this would have been good for eight. But then at the same time, I think you said it in one of your previous podcasts. I mean, we were never going to like completely resolve, I guess, everything. Because I, I don't see how this all can be wrapped up in next week in this last uh, episode but that's where the books come in so this will just get me excited about reading the books so I can find out for myself what eventually ended up happening and then I'm excited about what you were saying about um you know Naomi I'm gonna say Naomi Naomi um her story will get more of that in the book so I'm excited to read the books for that as well so um, so a part of me is sad because it's, you know, it's always nice to, you know, watch great shows, but at the same time, there are the books to, um, help, I guess, put in the missing pieces that may be left from the, whenever the, the show goes off, when I say whenever, when the show goes off next week. As for this episode, it was, a um not as action-packed as I thought it would be. Uh, it was still more character-driven, building up that, um, to whatever I guess is going to happen next week. Um, so I still enjoyed it. It's just I was expecting, I was thinking that there would be more action and then obviously the finale would be whatever it's going to be. Um, I'll start off by saying Kara, um, bless her heart, man. Um, I don't know why she didn't. I mean, I guess that's the that's the beauty of kids, I guess. I don't know how old she is, but I'm like, she didn't notice anything strange about her brother, about how he looked, because he looked kind of creepy. <laughs> he looked hella creepy. But I, I don't know. I guess her excitement over seeing him alive overruled any, you know, rational thought at that time. So, and I was definitely thinking something was going to happen. I don't even know what this story is about or what's supposed to happen or why we're seeing it, the tie-in. I'm listening to your podcast and I'm still not. And, and I know you're saying that, I mean, stuff like this is in the book and, and all that. So um, I'm not too concerned about anything in regards to this story. Um, like I said, if I don't get it with the show, I'll just figure it out when I read the book. So I'm not, you know, it's not like one of those shows where there is no book to fall back on. So, um, but yeah, I'll say, you know, the parent in me was also like, man, I'm gonna wring this girl neck <laughs> for scaring me like that. Her poor parents, they're out there looking for her. She's missing. They just lost their child, their youngest child. And then the other child is missing and she's hiding from them. I was like, girl, you better tell your parents you're okay. Like I said, that's the parent in me. I'm not gonna lie, I was in my fields quite a bit in this episode with the different scenes that we got. The one with um, drummer Michio and Joseph, and then the one with Naomi and drummer, and even the one with um, Philip and is it Tadeo? Tadeo? Um, that was that got me in the fields too. I'm not gonna lie, but and then of course I'm thinking to myself that and I and that's the beauty of the, you know talking about the gray. Cause I um, sometimes I just like I'm I'm no I you know Philip is just not it I don't like him whatever the case may be and then 
something will happen just like in this episode and it's tugging at the heartstring you see and it's and I think that's just the mother and the social worker in me that's coming out when I see Philip get emotional and then <clears throat> this is the stuff I see every day when you have shitty parents that take you know that raise you know they take an innocent child and they, they just fuck them up you know they mess them up that's what that's Philip so I understand um I understand that aspect of it and you know Mimi she cracks me up and also our new listener hello I'm sorry I couldn't remember your name but welcome thank you for joining us um but they're talking about how you know Philip is supposed to be 16 but he you know the actor looks older but yeah it's it's you know I can understand you know he's been brainwashed since he was a a baby basically by Marco I mean hell we see grown behind men and women um being heavily influenced been into his will so yeah the, the Philip stood no chance in regards to um the brainwashing I will say that I still feel that like there is enough of a uh, Naomi in him that it's uh it's it trickles in um, despite uh all of Marco's influence on him um so yeah I understand um, drummers conflict um, when it comes being conflicted, I should say, when it comes to when that moment with Naomi, when they were talking about joining um, Avasarala um, to fight Marco. Um, but at the same time, you have a common goal. Y'all, are, he's not about that life in that way. I mean, his his whole campaign just took you know a sharp (laughs) left turn because you know at one point yeah he started out one way and then now he's not exactly that that way I mean he's killing his own kind for I mean he's no better in a lot of ways than the people that have impressed him and there's all this time so it's like it's just I'm telling you power just corrupts man and of course, you can see Marco, he's just not that dude anyway. It's never about, it was never about, it was about power. It was never about um, being a leader of the belt. And I think you were saying that in your last podcast, because he's talking about being out there. He's a fighter. He's not a po- politician. He's not going to be there to lead the people into whatever. So I understand drummer's conflict or being conflicted. Um, of course, you know, you know her... Michio and Joseph, you know, they went their separate ways, and I understand that. Poor Joseph. Yeah, that was another time I was in my field just watching him struggle and, you know, feeling like he let her down and all that stuff. So that was, that was sad. I liked how Bobby, <laughs> she just, she tried to be, she tried to, uh, political in her statements to, um, Chris, but then she just let her have it and she's like uh you need to go somewhere else but I liked her uh Vassarala's line about um how you know she's not all about the prize of the being there's no prize for the best victim I thought that was hilarious I'm like that is so true it's like at least you know how I forget how the saying goes but yeah it's like basically setting a bar low so that you can feel good about yourself so it's not surprising going through the ring is dangerous so it can it can how whatever the energy that's coming from it can destroy the solar system is what i'm gathering from 
uh, what Holden and Naomi was saying. So every time someone is passing through, um, it's fighting back in a way. And at some point it's going to do something. It's going to attack in some way. And so it's biding its time is from what I'm understanding from what they're saying. But obviously correct me if I'm wrong. We got Amos and, uh, and his feelings, which not too surprising, but Bobby you know, knock some sense into them. And so not too surprising that them two got, you know, ended up getting it on. I felt the sexual tension um, a bit through the the last, what, couple episodes. So not too surprising that it ended up going down in that direction. It ended with um, the deal, the shaking on the deal between the inners and the belters to go against Marco. So I, I just feel like, Philip is going to be the key to all of this. I think he's going to turn on Marco and that's going to also assist with uh, Marco going down because I just I, don't know, I just see the conflict. I've been seeing the conflict in him and I'm with you, uh, Christina. I don't know where they're going with him. I hadn't known where they were going with him in this in this season, but it just seems like it's going in that direction. But I could be wrong. But that's all I got on this one. So until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic. Queen of the couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Uh, I was expecting, you know, the comments about it being a little less action heavy. The Expanse has always been very character-based versus action heavy. So it's not a surprise to me. But I also can understand the sentiment. Uh, Philip is a fucked up kid. In the end, that's exactly what he is. He's a fucked up kid uh, that had, uh, unfortunately, the wrong hand dealt to him. And he's finding some autonomy. And I think that's the thing that, you know, in a lot of ways, to see if Naomi won is, you know, you're not me, fine. I just hope you're not him. And I think he's proven that he's just not his father and that alone is a victory um i hear this I, I know exactly what happens i think there could be a turn in the last act sure but i think that um i think that it is gonna pretty much go the way it's been foreshadowed in the show and if you were paying attention you saw some of that foreshadowing I've heard complaints about book readers, how they don't particularly like how it ended. I think they're forgetting the context of the character that we're watching. And there's, there's the, um, oh, I wrote this down. There's the, uh, the visceral avenging need for people to confront, right? There's this idea that, uh, we, we have this very natural inclination to want to expect a certain outcome and sometimes we take it out of context of what the realistic outcome is and i think that's one thing that the books did do right is give philip a rather poignant ending to his particular arc rather that satisfying for you or not that's not the point the point is is it true to the characterization of which that we've seen and something else i was bringing up you don't 
you don't just wake up one day from abuse and you're all of a sudden like it's uh we all want to be carol well you don't watch the walking dead but you have that idea that you're just going to confront your abuser but i'm sure as someone you know in social services that's kind of a fantasy it doesn't actually go the tina turner route it doesn't go like that or if it does it's very traumatic i mean you're almost dying just to get out so keeping that in mind i think that would curb a lot of expectation on what phillips art could possibly go to it could go in the direction where maybe he does something more actively to turn on his father but it also can go in a different direction and i think that that would be just as powerful than seeing something so plainly and so rather expectantly to happen in the show uh i'm trying to talk around it without it you know i'm sure we'll discuss more in the next episode but yeah just i would keep that that thought in mind (laughs) about the the type of person that philip is and what he's been through and what that truly looks like and lastly yeah about the thing in the ring it's not biding its time it's not a sentient being i mean i'm not going to go too deep into it because a lot more has gone into it in the third act but from what we get in the show it is it seems as if if there's a certain amount of energy within the ring space it triggers a defense mechanism from these um ring builder killers and they respond by eating the ship by opening these particular holes that they don't really truly understand yet so it's going to take a lot more research to to answer that question fully so but you get the general gist of why there is a reason why we call it the slow zone (laughs) we're finally getting to that explanation even though it was explained in the book uh in like season three so i feel like i'm we may have jumped a little bit ahead if you hear people saying slow zone uh, there's a reason for that and the reason is is it's what they're really trying to get into right now is that there is a threshold of transit or transitioning through the rings that could trigger these events let's not do that and what do we do to make sure that that does not happen so keep that in mind because that is uh, another important plot point in the finale i can't wait to hear your episodes on that Uh, i am after finale going to be doing one more additional podcast probably a week after so with that announcement out of the way last and certainly not least queen mimi what up stina it's mimi this is feedback for the expanse um episode five i can't believe this season only has six episodes like i i got new i think he told us like i think maybe after episode one i was always under the assumption that they were gonna have 10 and i for the life of me don't understand why there's only six and they're not even like longer episodes they're not even like an hour and a half they're still like less than 60 minutes i'm pretty bummed 
I'm excited to see how this concludes, but I'm also trying to figure out how they're supposed to tie up all these loose ends in one more episode, which makes me think that they're not going to tie them up, and it's really making me sad, like, for real. I don't even know... I don't even know what to do. Like, I I have two weeks off coming up starting on January 23rd. And I have three books lined up and a whole list of stuff I'm going to watch on TV. I don't plan on doing nothing. Like, legit being in the house underneath a blanket with my um, space heater blowing in my face. Like, I'm not going to do shit. So, I do plan on reading the, the last of the, I think it's Babylon Ashes, I think. Um, I have the other ones, but I told myself I was going to wait until I finish reading this newest one before I go back. Um, and then there's all those novellas that, that I don't know about, but I I have a book that I want to read or two more books that I want to read. That's not the expanse. And I told myself I was going to do that, not do nothing else, not pick up anything else, not read anything else until I finish those so if I can get through those and the I think it's three shows that I want to see um like just binge them if I can get through those um then I will add the rest of those books on the list um so um I guess we'll we'll have to see um how this ends I do work on Thursday and Friday so I don't know how I'm supposed to squeeze this in I actually work Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of, of the last week of this, or the last episode week, so huh, I'm going to see how I'm going to figure that out, but anyway, um, so first I want to start with my baby girl, Kara, because I, for the life of me, I know she's a child, but looking at her, her brother looks like he's about maybe a little bit younger than my son, maybe, she, maybe he's like eight maybe nine I, I don't know sure how they're supposed to be but Cara looks like she's at least at least 11 or 12 she definitely doesn't look like a kid she's at the very minimal 10 but I want to say she's probably supposed to be 12 I don't know if they go with the age in the book or if it's just we're just supposed to assume based off how she looks but she looks old enough to at least know a little bit about some something something like I can comprehend her not understanding that especially like this I know all of my lore of bringing people back to life from all the sci-fi I've watched in my lifetime. You know, Pet Cemetery, watching zombies, uh, like iZombie, Walking Dead, things like that. Like, people that come back from the dead are not really themselves, no matter how much you want to tell them. I can, I can name a bunch of shows, or I, can, I know I've seen a bunch of shows that I can't name right now. But it never goes well. Eventually, the shit hits the fan because they're not supposed to be alive and no matter what planet or universe you're in death is inevitable and you shouldn't be able to bring someone back from the dead you just shouldn't it's not it's not natural it's it ruins the course of a life cycle if people could just be brought back to life things would never die things will never grow from the death you know there's animals that eat the dead their 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 bodies decompose into the earth or whatever planet and it's supposed to be the cycle of life so it seems as though if you break that cycle bad stuff's gonna happen but when my baby boy talking about some oh i never seen those before and he looked up at nothing i was like oh hell no what did she do to this boy like i 
I'm trying to think of what would happen if it was my son and he was brought back to life and then suddenly he's in my face but he's not quite right like that's pretty fucked up having to kill your child it, it's worse than the walking dead because at least with the walking dead you're looking at them and they're mindless mindless creatures like all they think about is eating and killing and they're attacking you so it's easier to kill them it still sucks but at least there's like you're, you're looking at them and they're not talking to you and they're not going back and forth like they're alive with him he looks wrong he just looks off but he's having a conversation and he's asking questions and he remembers her so this is gonna be some fucked up shit and i don't know where this is gonna end but i know it ain't gonna be good and i don't know how they're supposed to tie this up with you know lacona but i guess we're about to laconia but i guess we're about to find out the next thing I want to talk about is Marco. First of all, I need to get this out because I've been holding it in since episode one. But Marco is fine. He looks super duper fine with that man bun. Like, I don't know if he got on some eyeliner, some mascara, a little bit of concealer. I'm not sure what they did to him, but he's looking good with the teeth. But that's neither here nor there. My problem with Marco is he's a fucking hypocrite. He needs to get his ass dressed down dragged for filth by someone closer to him because i love drummers dragging of him like it was fucking epic but the problem is is that people can just overlook it as her as a hater she's the enemy like what philip said because she was already she already had a bounty out for her and she chose the rossi over you know the free navy so she what she says even if it has a ring of truth is it is it gonna do what it needs to do because of you know people can just brush her off as as like what what philip said as the enemy so what she, what she's saying doesn't mean anything he needs to be dragged for filth by someone who is the closest to him like super duper close like the fact that he this is what makes me so angry about men like marco is that you say oh it's it's the belters against the inners and if you're not uh with the belters you're you're an enemy but you're you're having these hierarchies like you're dismissing the people the belters on siri um because you know they they work with the inners and even though you're telling them to their face they're one of you you're treating them like they're not and you're dismissing them and you're even like what's the word i'm looking for you're using your own hierarchy to determine who you think is worthy like to just like steal food and like hoard it in the middle of space when you could like i understand you don't want to give all the food away ration it i get that like taking it and like giving them smaller amounts just to make it last because you literally destroyed earth and whether people want to think about it or not earth was where everybody was getting their fucking food from so now nobody has fucking food yes you destroyed earth and you are killing them but you're also eventually going to kill your own people and if you explain that to them and say this is why i'm taking the food i just want to ration it we need to use it as scarcely as possible but that's not what he's doing he's taking it so that he his people who he thinks worthy can have food and people like that are the worst like all it takes is for men like marco are are terror tyrants so people are terrified so all it would take is for someone to oppose him 
and let them know like okay now we have a strong enough force and i'm literally talking about drummer and people will turn on him like it always makes me think about a bronx tale i don't know if anybody's ever seen that movie but that's legit legit my favorite movie i would say it's probably top five don't don't ask me why it's a lot of reasons but it always makes me think about the the when he said um would you rather be loved or feared and he was like i'd rather be feared because it lasts longer that's bullshit love lasts longer because the problem with fear is all it takes is someone more fearsome than you to show up and people are going to jump on that side if you're loved people will die for you and that's the thing i don't think people like marco understand being loved and respected is worth more than being feared because fear can only last as long as someone until someone bigger and badder comes along and it and it, it will always be someone else it might not be you know in 10 years it might not be fit it might take 20 shoot all it could take is for you to destroy the wrong person and their child makes it their life's fo- focus to get bigger and stronger than you to come and take what you have and bam you're out and no one's gonna no one's gonna if someone can take you down no one's gonna question them they're gonna easily jump on their side and marco needs to understand that and it's gonna take something big like what i think what happened at the end even though i honestly knew kamina was gonna react that well i should say i knew she was gonna be pissed off at naomi because as soon as uh avasarala asked jim how well she knew drummer i knew that was going and i was like yeah this I don't know how Naomi's going to feel about this, but I do feel like she's going to say something and Drummer's going to be pissed. Her having that breakdown where she started crying, because I feel like she's been holding that shit in for a very, very long time. And whether she wants to admit it or not, her and Naomi are really close enough to where it would be her that breaks, especially since there was no one else in the room. Um, I think she had that breakdown because she understood like, shit, this is literally the only choice. Like, I've looked for another choice. You're you're telling me we need to find one. F- tell me what other choice we have and I will be with you. And she knew there wasn't. So I think that's what really got her why she was so destroyed in that moment and she couldn't do anything but just scream and say F you and just be mad. I um really liked that scene. It was really good. And I was glad to see Naomi and Kamina in a room together finally. Um the whole Bobby and Amos thing, uh, mm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It might just be indifferent. I do think, you know how I feel about Amos old fine ass. He can get it all the time. Um, but I do not understand, like for someone who's supposed to be Naomi's ride or die, I don't understand why he can't comprehend why Jim would not want to kill Naomi's son like it's one thing to have like this theoretical person but to see them on the screen and know when this bomb hits them they're gonna die there's no if ands or buts you're gonna kill them I can't understand why he would not be like he's so shook about it like I'm not saying that what Jim did was right or wrong that's not I'm not gonna argue one way or another I honestly see both sides and when Naomi had her point I was like shit she's right but when when he would counter when Jim would counter I was like fuck like I wouldn't know what to do that's a really hard situation and I feel like honestly you should never have to apologize for not killing someone and that's that was the realest thing I heard in that episode and I agree
it's never wrong to not kill someone there's going to be consequences that are going to suck that you're going to have to own up to and deal with but not killing someone you can't be mad at someone for choosing the right thing in a fucking shitty ass situation that's neither here nor there so i just want to talk about um i just want to end this little rant that i'm going on back and forth with um like i said i really liked drummers like the whole situation because she just went through some shit um the whole growing back the arm i didn't even think it was a possibility that it wouldn't work so that shit threw me i was really sad that joseph didn't get his arm and now he is now he's on series station and you know michio her little cute self i love her and i'm sad i'm not gonna see her anymore lucky for me it's only one more episode (laughs) so i won't have to miss her too long um but she did just go through some stuff and i think she was just holding that shit in for a really long time and finally she got it out i am super excited that she you know made a point to say to avasarala my people aren't gonna follow you so that that right there let me know i don't i didn't agree with the whole girl the little the little series captain whatever her name is was like how does it feel to be on you know the innards best pet or whatever you are really delusional like he left your ass there with nothing and you guys were gonna die starve to death and then he blew up some shit like the innards were on the ship if they blew up anything why wouldn't they have gotten off like logically you have if you're that high ranked you have to be smart enough to put that shit together clearly the innards didn't blow up anything because they would have got their asses off or they would have never stayed in the first place but whatever I'm, I'm done with that rant the other thing I do want to talk about is Philip because it was really nice to see him care about somebody. Um, especially after what he did to his homie. I forget what his name, the alligator vest dude. Um, it sucks though when we got that bomb of talking about some, I killed my brother because I'm the one that put the bombs on the deck. Like that shit sucks. Like he said no belters are going to get hurt. That is, that right there, if that doesn't send philip in a spiral i have no idea what do you mean no belters were gonna get hurt he has to know philip has to know that his dad straight up fucking lied to them because y'all left them there with nothing y'all didn't take them with and your dad told you why he wasn't gonna take them with so he straight up lied and now this man needs to live the rest of his life in this little room how i don't know how it works when you're in a break i don't know how long you're there but for the rest of his life he has to know that he's the reason his brother's dead that shit sucks and i really fucking hated hearing that it made me so sad for him like when philip like opened the door and like sat down and let him cry like that shit that scene i don't know what it was supposed to do to me but it really it really clenched my heart because i was like i really didn't think philip had it i thought he was a psychopath <laughs> not gonna lie i thought he was he was you know when when vampires turn off their humanity (laughs) i thought that's what he did (laughs) i thought he was gone like i really did so it was good to see that he's not a complete psychopath sociopath whichever one he he would be i don't know the difference that was my psychology degree was from a long time ago i don't remember um and just just what i say just to rosenfeld when she said um where do you think he gets this from like bitch he gets that from his mama okay he does not get anything from his the things he get from his father are the things that we all hate about him so i'm gonna need you to not put that in that man's head i can't wait to see this 
finally come to head with Philip and Marco because I honestly feel like it always makes me think about Ramsey Bolton. I think that was his name from the Game of Thrones when his dad unleashed him, had him do all this fucked up shit. And in the end, it was his son who fucking killed him. Like to me, that would be what Marco deserved. Now, I don't want to put the death of a parent on a child. I don't want I don't want Philip to be the murderer of his father but I want him to be his undoing because I think that the dressing down that Marco needs he needs to have from his son because Naomi tried to do it and he was in his mind all he could I felt like I feel like every time Marco look at Naomi he feels like you chose Jim over me like bitch she left you before she even met Jim like I don't know why you you were under the impression that she cheated on you with him like he's really one of those type of men who who think that he has the claim on a woman for the rest of her existence like no matter how long y'all not together you're mine like dude you need you really need to be slapped across the face with reality because you are crazy i i don't understand why you hate jim so much it's probably one of those things where you look at him and he's the man you want to be but you can't you'll never be him and you think for some reason that makes makes him a terrible person i don't know but i really am looking forward to this last episode so let me end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out that was queen mimi with her thoughts on the episode so a few notes here uh, marco is fine i agree with that he is also a hypocrite uh, I too love the Bronx Tale. My favorite scene is when he has uh, he waits to see if she'll open the door because that's how he knows she's the one. Uh, love is better than being feared. You're absolutely right. I mean, fear only goes so far. It doesn't doesn't warrant loyalty. And the the simple fact of it is, Marco is incapable of being a leader. It's not even so much of. <laughs> that that's not his goal is to actually better the humanity of belters that's just his uh that's the the logo he hijacked the slogan i love naomi and kamina's relationship i didn't take it as she was angry with her i think that she knew that the minute she came to series that she was going to be encroached upon to do the right thing and if she saw naomi she was gonna do it <laughs> and i did love their scene together like hey i mean i wish it could have been 10 more minutes to be quite frank i could have done without the additional rosenfeld scene and i could have done with five more minutes of naomi and kamina discussing everything because this is their future of the belt and they do they're at a crossroads too right um that part's missing from this particular just because we, we don't have the time to go over it but this is an opportunity for the belt in a way it's never been and they are in a position of strength that they've never been in before with the right people leading the helm uh i think that they're trying to i think that they're going the right way with that but i wish we had more naomi and kamina i'm always just going to wish that but yeah her breaking down i agree she she had that on her soul and, and the fact that she really can't do that with her family the last person she really cried with was with uh oxana and 
she finally gets the chance once again to be able to be with the person that she loves the person that ultimately is her family as well they have went through the same type of history together they have a lot in common she even says you know me well enough to know my silence means i want to be left alone <laughs> uh yeah bobby and amos that was meant too i think they're gonna keep that very ambiguous to every for everyone to guess uh sure why not good point on the inners not setting the bombs like yeah why would we just blow up our own people <laughs> plus why do we need to at this point in the conversation be insidious about it philip knows that his father thinks these people are subhuman and not worthy so to have this whole entire arc unfold this whole story unfold is like it's a major fuck you and he can once again no longer ignore that voice in his head that's saying this is not right i do need one more confrontation between father and son since we haven't seen them in a few episodes in the same room with each other and i think we're gonna get it and i'm gonna be here for it but the same thing i said with uh with nate uh, with um with uh shy is i would uh, like he is someone who has done a lot of things he ain't ready to deal with all that yet once uh, once one of the cards are removed from the stack of ptsd that's coming his way on top of an insurmountable amount of guilt and self-hatred you know that's gonna take time he, he ain't gonna unpack that in five seconds <laughs> and this is an abusive situation that he's not fully as we see in in the last episode fully left the thrall of so i would just curb that curb that on how naturally something like that would unfold but i do think that a confrontation is is in the works they have told us what marco's undoing is they've given us pretty much all of the clues particularly in this episode so <laughs> when the people are going to be surprised next week and we'll be like they gave it all they gave it all to you they pretty much handed it to you and with marco yeah she left him but he never actually let her go in his mind she never left but the minute she was with someone else and rolling around the cell system well then she needed to die plus the people that wasn't him he's got some serious issues when it comes to naomi she hurt him and that's not something he thought he would ever feel and it's not something he will ever forgive and yeah looking at his son he is bothered by the lack of affection there the lack of that that need to have that little bit of worship status that sphere and she's that connection or he's that connection to her which is rather sad uh and he's doing the exact same thing as naomi stated that you did to me that you're doing to philip so just imagine her at 16 i think she was 15 16 when she met marco then 17 18 when she gave birth uh yeah i don't i think people miss the context when they're watching philip how much that truly reflects the same struggle that naomi had to go through with this person the same gaslighting it was it was very subtle last season but it definitely was there 
and that is going to be the conclusion of our episode if you want to send feedback for our finale blackercouch at gmail.com i'll try to get the expanse awards out for the poll sometime this week so look for that my social media will be below remember to like share subscribe and until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic